Welcome to our final episode of 2023. From over 1,300 cities and 130 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The conclusion of COP28 saw the operationalization of the Loss and Damage Fund, a significant milestone, but the resources allocated towards the fund pale in comparison to requirements. However, the event also saw several major deals being struck, with African nations, in many cases, being the main beneficiaries. Simon Steele, of the Executive Secretary of United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, with the final speech of COP28. We needed this COP to send crystal clear signals on several fronts. We needed a global green light signaling it's all systems go on renewables, climate justice, and resilience. On this front, COP28 delivered some genuine strides forward, tripling renewables and doubling energy efficiency. A framework for the global goal on adaptation operationalizing the loss and damage fund and making an initial down payment. At every stage, climate action must strive forward side by side with human development, dignity, and opportunity. There will be reams of analysis of all the initiatives announced here in Dubai. They are a climate action lifeline, not a finish line. Now, all governments and businesses need to turn these pledges into real economy outcomes without delay. COP28 also needed to signal a hard stop to humanity's core climate problem, fossil fuels and their planet-burning pollution. Whilst we didn't turn the page on the fossil fuel era in Dubai, this outcome is the beginning of the end. These climate conferences are, of course, a consensus-based process, meaning all parties must agree on every word, every comma, every full stop. This is not easy. It's not easy at all. Indeed, it underscores just how much these UN conferences have achieved in recent decades. Without them, we would be headed for close to five degrees of warming, an open and shut death sentence for our species. We're currently headed for just under three degrees. This still equates to mass human suffering which is why COP28 needed to move the needle further. The global stuff tag showed us clearly that progress is not fast enough, but undeniably it is gathering pace. I firmly believe this is because the political and economic logic is increasingly insurmountable. Human lives in huge numbers are being lost in every country, while fossil fuels hit household budgets and national budgets alike. Once there are vast benefits of bolder climate action, more security, stability, 
and protection to 8 billion people. More jobs, greater economic growth, less pollution, and better health. More empowerment of women as powerful agents of change. More harnessing of nature and its best custodians. Which brings me to what comes next. This is very clear. We must get on with the job of putting the Paris Agreement to full work. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The price of Bitcoin, the biggest cryptocurrency and the market's chief barometer, has more than doubled this year, reaching a 20-month high in November of 42,200 per token. As of Thursday, 2023 was the best year since 2020 in terms of percentage gains. The market has been buoyed by expectations that cooling inflation will allow central banks globally to forego Father rate hikes and start easing next year, making risk assets more attractive. The long anticipated move by the US Securities and Exchange Commission to approve a spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund has also been seen as a boost. And a quick trip around Africa, Namibia's annual economic growth picked up to 7.2% in the third quarter of 2023 after an upwardly revised 5.5% rise in the previous three-month period. The strong performance during the quarter is largely attributable to mining and querying, driven by increased oil and gas exploration, agriculture and forestry, and transport and storage. Additionally, administrative and supportive services, hotels and restaurants, and wholesale retail trade also recorded solid growth rates. On the other hand, steep contractions were observed in construction, manufacturing, manufacturing and health sectors. In its economic outlook update for December 2023, the Bank of Namibia highlighted an expected growth rate of 3.9% for the domestic economy in 2023, projected to moderate at 3.4% in 2024. South Africa recorded foreign direct investment inflows of 26 billion rand in the third quarter of 2023, marking a notable decrease from 53.8 in the second quarter, according to the central bank data. The decline primarily stemmed from non-resident parent entities providing loans and increasing their ownership stake in local subsidiaries during this period. Furthermore, portfolio investors exhibited a large outflow of 41.9 billion rand in the third quarter compared to the outflow of 4.6 billion in the preceding period, largely due to public entity redeeming a billion dollars international bond. The economic growth in Uganda continued to impress, reflecting positive business sentiment amid a challenging market economic environment. Real GDP grew by 5.3% year-on-year in quarter three, following a 6.6% year-on-year expansion in quarter two of 2023. Since the start of the year, economic growth has averaged at 4.5% year-on-year. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that's thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at with the Dome. <laughs>